Hello, I'm Dr. Rongan Chatterjee and welcome to my Built to Thrive podcast. And today we're looking at two common barriers to getting a full night's restorative sleep, alcohol and caffeine. I've been a medical doctor now for over 20 years. And during that time, I found that caffeine and alcohol are two of the main culprits that disrupt the sleep of my patients. Before we go into the specifics of the impact caffeine and alcohol have on our sleep, let me briefly explain our sleep cycle. There are four phases of sleep within each cycle, and in a typical night, a person goes through between four and six of these sleep cycles, which last on average about 90 minutes each. The four phases are made up of one rapid eye movement sleep known as REM or dream sleep, and three non-REM sleep phases. So phase one of non-REM sleep is the dozing off stage. Phase two is when your temperature drops, your muscles relax, and your breathing and heart rate slows. You spend most of your sleep in this stage, and it's during this stage that your brain makes room for new memories. Phase three sleep is also known as slow wave sleep or the deep sleep stage. It's much harder to wake someone up when they're in this phase. And scientists believe that this stage of sleep helps bolster the immune system and lower chemicals that cause inflammation. Even though brain activity is reduced, there's evidence that deep sleep contributes to insightful thinking, creativity, and memory. The final phase is REM sleep. Now, REM sleep is essential to cognitive functions like memory, learning, and creativity. It's also the stage that gives us vivid dreams. These different sleep phases are really important. They allow our brain and our bodies to recuperate and develop, but alcohol and caffeine can really hinder this. So first of all, let's look at caffeine. Now, many of us, including myself, love a cup of tea or coffee, but caffeine after 12 p.m. can negatively impact your sleep. As I mentioned earlier this week, I've spoken to Professor Matthew Walker multiple times, and he said to me that just one dose of caffeine in the evening can decrease the amount of deep sleep by a whopping 20%. He then went on to say that you'd normally have to age by about 15 years to produce that type of deficit in your deep sleep, or you can do it every single night by having a cup of coffee. You see, caffeine is a psychoactive stimulant, so it's classed as a drug. And we all know it can make us feel more alert and wake us up. But did you know that caffeine stays in your system many hours after drinking it? Now, all of us are slightly different when it comes to caffeine, and the way we metabolize it will often depend on our genetics and other factors. But as a rule of thumb, the half-life of caffeine for an average adult will be about five to six hours, meaning that after those five to six hours, 50% of that caffeine that you drank is still circulating in your system. But get this, caffeine also has a quarter life, which of course is around 10 to 12 hours. In other words, let's say you have a cup of coffee at midday. That may mean that almost a quarter of that caffeine is still swirling around your brain at 10 o'clock at night. To put that in context, it would be the equivalent of getting into bed And just before you turn the lights out, drinking a quarter of a cup of coffee. Now, most of us would never do that because we know it's a stimulant. But that's what so many of us are innocently doing when our caffeine intake goes on for too late in the day. And this then causes a vicious cycle because if you're not sleeping well the following night, you're more tired the next day, which results in you drinking even more caffeine the following afternoon to keep you going. 
The other thing you need to know about caffeine is that it can have an impact on the quality of your sleep. Caffeine can decrease the amount of deep sleep. That's phase three of the sleep cycle I've been telling you about. And this is significant because the deep sleep part of our cycle is the most restorative portion of sleep. And if you lose that, you'll wake up the next morning feeling groggy and tired. So have a think about how much caffeine you're having. What is the last time that you're drinking it in the day? And what would happen if you brought that a little bit earlier? So that's caffeine. Now let's move on to alcohol. Now, some people think of alcohol as a sleep aid, but the truth is it's anything but. It can be really problematic for our sleep. Firstly, Alcohol sedates us. It's easy to mistake sedation for deep sleep. The studies have shown that this sedation switches off the firing of brain cells, particularly in an area of the brain called the cortex. That's not the same as natural sleep. The second issue with alcohol is that it can actually fragment your sleep. Alcohol can trigger and activate the fight or flight branch of the nervous system during our sleep, which means you're gonna wake up more frequently throughout the night. And alcohol can also increase the amount of alerting chemicals that are released by our brains, breaking up our sleep even more. The third and final issue with alcohol and sleep is that alcohol can block your REM sleep. And we know now that REM sleep is critical for emotional first aid and dreams. Now look, I'm not telling you to ditch your coffee and alcohol. I'm simply trying to inform you to show you that these liquids that many of us consume can be having an impact on your sleep. It's gonna be different from all of us, but hopefully you will have heard a few things in the podcast today that might cause you to reflect a little bit and think, can I potentially make a change? I mentioned that for me, a key recommendation to my patients is enjoy your caffeine, but enjoy it in the morning. And I would ask you to experiment, see what happens. If you're used to having a 2 or a 4 p.m. cup of coffee, what happens if for the next seven days you bring it into the morning? What does that do to your sleep? It might take you a few days to adapt, but it really is worth trying. And when it comes to alcohol, maybe something I said there rang a bell for you. Maybe you could reduce how much alcohol you're having in the evenings to help you sleep better. And if you do want a glass of wine in the evening, actually it's probably better to have it earlier in the evening than having it late in the evening as it's likely to have a less impact on your sleep when you have it earlier as opposed to later. Again, I'm all for empowering people. I don't want to tell you what to do. I want to give you information and you to experiment to figure out what's going to work for you in your life. So I hope you found that interesting. I hope it's caused you to reflect on caffeine and alcohol in your life. And I'll see you back here tomorrow for the very final episode in this week's series on sleep. And I'll be talking about napping as well as creating the best bedtime routine you can. I'll see you then. 